I'm addicted to the work. Lifting till it hurt, chest sticking to my shirt. I heard sky's the limit when Biggie spit his verse. So to test it, I went and put some inches on my vert. I'm a beast. I'm a beast. Iron Mike when it's fight or flight. Going for it, I could die tonight. You need my advice, then subscribe to the podcast. Plenty time left. All I need is you to listen with a winner's mindset. Yeah. Mindset. All right, so, man, it took us a little, you know, technical time. We're trying to set it up and make sure everybody's quality's good, the angle's good, the sound's good, all that good stuff. Uh, we want to take it to the next level. We're running the IG live, and at the same time, we're recording the audio separately, so that way we can come back with the podcast so people can listen to it, you know, while you sitting at home doing nothing for the next couple of weeks. But um, let me get into it, man. If you're not familiar with me, it's Mike Waters, Phase 1 Sports. Uh, been on this journey for a little over 16 years now, and and I got a special guest in the, in the lab with me today, who basically is is a, is a little brother to me. Uh, if you're not familiar with our background, uh, you know I was training him when he was coming through high school and went off to Arizona, and I mean just always been one of the hardest working young athletes that that we've seen, and now he's taking that hard work to a whole nother level and basically pouring back into our youth, our next generation, our younger athletes. And just, man, just killing the game with helping these kids get exposure, uh, get their name out there. And ultimately, it's turning into a, a very, very high amount of scholarships. And these kids have the opportunity to play at the next level, compete at the next level, and most importantly, get their education at the next level and get it paid for. So special guest, Mr. D. Hill, man, what's going on? What's up, big bro? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. No doubt, man. No doubt. So, so this this idea, you know, came to me because, you know, I, I you it's only a certain amount of people that I feel like their passion matches my passion. Absolutely, I love it, man, and I really do it for a whole different reason. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really about the kids. It's about you know giving them the opportunity even before they realize really what it all means. Absolutely, we giving it to them early. Yeah, by the time they get thirty, forty, they gonna come back and be like, man, mm-hmm. I get it now. I get and it. That's really what it's all about. And I know that's how you feel. So give us a little bit of background before we go too deep, man. I don't know how many people know your story, man, but take me back to your earlier days, man. And just, you know, let's build some foundation before we get into the recruiting. Born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Traveled back and forth between here and California. Uh, went to Desert Pines High School. Single mom. Father was murdered when I was two. So mom was always preaching education and doing the right thing, staying off the streets, not doing drugs. And all those good things. And so she kept me on a tight rope and she just seen the things in me, like you basically saying, seen something in me at an early age that allowed me to chase it and to kind of grow up faster than I needed to grow up. But she seen it early. She wanted me to be a leader. And so that just helped me with my work ethic and my determination. She always told me you didn't need to be the smartest or anything like that, but you needed to work hard. I'll work all your counterparts. So it kind of just led me to uh, going to Desert Pines where I graduated, graduated from honor with, uh, with honors, went to a, a D2 originally. Then I left there, went junior college, was a fullback, all Amer- all American at fullback at LA Pierce College, left, played at University of Arizona, you know, tried to play pro for a couple of years, but I always had a passion of, if I didn't make it to NFL, I was going to come back and be a teacher and a coach. I, that was my backup plan since I was 14. So as soon as it didn't work out, I was comfortable and knew that I can come out here and make a difference in my community. A lot of people ask me why you do what you do is because I wanted people to do that in my life, kind of how you did and take me under my, took me under your wing. And, you know, mom couldn't afford the training. So I'm going to look out for you, little bro. And those things meant a lot to me. So that's what I do for my community. That's big, 
Hey, love it, love it. So, so let me ask you this. So, I know being a teacher was was one of your goals early on. You know, what made you really venture into the recruiting side with helping these young athletes? Because I know some teachers, you know, they they love to teach because that's their passion, that's where they live, and I know that's a part of yours as well. But I mean, you've really committed so much time and so much energy into the recruiting and, and helping these young athletes. So how did that transition? Was that always a part of the goal or did that just kind of come over time or how, how did that happen? Well, it was a part of the goal. As you get older, you kind of see like what your city's missing. You like, and you want to be like the missing link. You're like, how can you create a legacy? So you was, I, I found my niche. I, you know, stayed in my lane. It's like, this is what I do good. So I started to try to develop relationships to help our community. I was like, Las Vegas, Nevada needed this. They're missing these links of somebody that is closely connected with college coaches that will allow our city to pretty much be on the map. You know, we got 47 high schools and we sent in 10 kids division one. And I was like, that's unacceptable. So, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this on and started grinding and, you know, finding a relationship because in this business, it's all about relationships. So, so, what I like about it is this, you know, I watched you grow up. I watched you, you know, uh, me being a few years older than you, you know, had a chance to watch you just really turn into who you are today. And it's been great to watch it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so, you know, I look back at, you know, some things that we were doing early on to, for the recruiting and help kids get scholarships back when the, the Nike combine was yeah. a hot thing, you know, what I mean? yeah. like taking a busload of kids down to L.A. and things like that. But what's cool is I've watched you really adapt to the new rules, yeah. you know, to the new things that happen uh, to help kids get exposure, the, the new way of moving in yep. the recruiting game. And that's what I've been super impressed with is watching you maneuver uh, from from packing up athletes, you know, with no money and staying in hotel rooms and, you know, traveling to get these kids in front of the right people, in front of the right coaches. Yep. And I've just watched you do it at just such a different level. And so I, I just thought today was important for people for athletes for parents to really just you know spend some time to really learn just some tips some things that you see as value because you're living it yeah you know what i mean and there's still people out there that don't understand it yep and then there's people that sadly enough if i just keep it 100 there's people that think they know it and have no clue no clue you know his parents are like oh it's i still hear parents say well if they're good they're gonna find you yeah not at all uh yeah not at all jackson day yeah but right now that's not the thing you know so you have to market these athletes you got to get their information out there you know so that's why i thought this was important so what we did we put together a series of questions um that we that we have either received from people or from our experience and we just want to make sure you guys have takeaways today you know i don't want you to just spend 20 minutes 30 minutes listening and then end it and just think okay that was cool i want you to have something to do you know if you follow me on my social media, you know, it's all about action. It's all about movement. So everything that I do is not just to show you so you can be like, that's cool. It's so you can do it so we can all get better. Yep. So I think it's time to kind of get right into it. You know, I'll throw some stuff on top, but I really want you to take the lead and and just explaining to people some key things that they can do. So I think we just get right into it. man. So uh, the first one that we have on the list uh, a lot of parents always ask, you know, they ask me, I know you get the question a lot. Um, what is the best way to communicate with college coaches? If you're a kid that's not, you don't have the 20 offers, the 30 offers, you at home, you might, you're probably even going into your senior year right now and you have nothing. 
you know, what's a good way to kind of initiate it and get yourself out there in communication wise? The top two things for me would be two being email. You want to always go to the staff directory on the college website. So whether it's UNLV or Oregon, you can go to the staff directory, find the running back coach, find the recruiting coordinator's information, send them an email, make sure you put a subject on there so that they see it on the subject. They can say, okay, uh, David Hill, Desert Pines High School, class of 2021 running back. Now they see some information. They're like, okay, we need to get this over to the running backs or the analysts or the GAs get this evaluated because a lot of people don't understand that it's a process to this. So the running back coach is not going to always watch your film first. It's going to be a GA, an analyst, or somebody in the recruiting department who will pass it on. It's usually these 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 college football programs are running it like a, a a corporation where it's like, okay, this person, if they approve, then it goes to the next person. If they approve it, then it goes to the next person. And then you pass the test and it gets to their position coach. After the position coach, it's the coordinator. And then the head coach has to sign off on it. So one way will be to email and people don't understand this. The run number one low, uh, way to, to talk to coaches is DMing them on Twitter. You want to have a Twitter account. DM them because you can tag them. You can leave your stuff in their comments. You can leave your huddle link in their comments where they see it. Like right now, we're on court team, so they don't got nothing but time. You know what I mean? You, you take the University of Georgia staff right now. Their whole staff is at the crib. So they have nothing but time to watch film and evaluate kids, kids that may be under-recruited that they don't know about, and that's how it starts. Yep. And, and so just to, just to add on to that, so he, he mentioned email first. You know, that's as the second option. So still valuable. So parents and athletes, you can still utilize the email as a resource. But then you also notice that he specifically said what? Twitter. I get it. You got an IG account. We're on the IG live right now. I get that. But right now you have to go with the flow. And the flow is the college coaches are on Twitter. Yes. They're not on IG as much. Maybe some of them are. But Twitter is really the home for all the recruiting, all the offers that are getting announced. All the athletes that you see, I just got this offer. I just, you see it on Twitter. So don't be the rebel to try to go against the grain. If you don't have a Twitter account, set one up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Definitely. very, very easy to do. So stay focused. And, and we're trying to give you like real tangible stuff. So don't go against the grain. Oh, we're not going to do Twitter. We're going to just stay over here. Okay, cool. So in that case, you probably don't even need the information we share. You know, let's yeah. keep it 100. There's somebody that's doing it day in, day out for years now. So if it's Twitter, set up Twitter. Set up a if Twitter you have account. a Twitter and you're not utilizing it the way we're talking about, start. It's, it's that simple. Just get on there. All the coaches are on there. The recruiting coach, all their titles are on there. I mean, it's really simple, but you got to spend the time and you got to be proactive to do it. Make, so, so I and it. make sure that your huddle link is attached to your Twitter account. They That's what they want. They want to be able to click your Twitter account and literally click your film right from there. Make sure it's the most up-to-date, not just freshman, not just sophomore, the most current film that you have, yeah. and it's linked to that Twitter account. 90% of all coaches have Twitters. You know, now the 10% are the older coaches, the Nick Samuel, older, older people that really ain't what got, we know, with technology. Yeah. So you got a 10% that's not on there, but 90% of the coaches are on Twitter. Love it, love it. So now with that, let's, let's transition because I think it's the perfect segue for it. Uh, he mentioned the huddle field. So let's talk a little bit about huddle. And, and, and I know I'm going to tell you some common mistakes that I see. And then I want you to basically give everyone a description on what your huddle film should look like. Absolutely. Gotcha. You know, what I see is I hear I hear or I've watched highlight videos or, or huddle videos of athletes and it starts off kind of slow. And then by play three, play four, you're like, oh, that was a good play. And then 
you know, by play 10, you're like, okay, he might be, he might be, have some, might be a D1, D2. But I don't think that's the best strategy, but I see a lot of people doing it because they think they're making a movie. Yeah. We're going to build up to the great part. Like, it's not, it's not bad boys. Three, nah. you know, it's not that. We're not about to sit through the two hours. No, not at, at all. At the end of the day. So what's some tips that athletes, parents, anybody that's involved with these huddle accounts, which I know most of the athletes are doing it themselves now, which is cool. What's some what's some key things that need to be a part of that huddle video to make it effective? One thing people got to understand that we live in a society where people attention span is short. You right. want things instantly. That's what we live in. We want stuff. Amazon, get to me as fast as possible. So it's just like your highlight tape. They want to see if you're good instantly. I got five plays that I can watch before I turn it off and go to the next kid. Mm-hmm. So you need to do it like a sports center top 10, but the number one play on sports center needs to be your first play. Your second play needs to be your best, your second best play. Your third play needs to be your third best play and so on. Literally, if you have a five minute uh, highlight tape, then the last play of your highlight tape should be your last play of a hundred plays. You know what I mean? But they should all be good plays. There shouldn't be no crackbacks. Should be nothing that's going to get you a penalty in a game. People don't care about crackbacks no more. Ten years ago, you could put a crackback on a film and people would think, oh, that's so cool. You leveled somebody. Not this day because they, safety is the number one thing people care about. So if you get a crackback or uh, they're going to get you, going to get kicked out the game. So colleges want people that play the game smart in the right way. So don't put those type of things on your film. The number one thing is make sure things that you're putting on film translate to the game. You want to be fast. Don't put uh, you ran a 90 yard touchdown and you slow down. They don't want to see that. Finish the play because in college, somebody that runs a 4-3 will chase you down and attack you at the one yard line. They coach like that. So they want to see, coaches want to see the best plays. They want to see you playing fast, disciplined, no crackbacks, no crazy stuff. Uh, you don't want to have no music on your highlight tape where it's saying the N word and saying a bunch of cuss words. Because people care about their perception. Perception is reality. They don't. They care about the type of music you listen to, especially when you're representing a university. When you're representing something that's a billion-dollar industry, you the hell want to hear you talking about shooting somebody and all this crazy stuff on your film. So make sure you got good, respectable music on it, and at least a censor at that. Love it. No, that's perfect. And and another, if you're not sure, you know whether it be. I mean, if you're in Vegas, of course you got both of us available. But even if it's your, you know, somebody you could trust you know, your coach that really understands the recruiting process, have somebody watch that film before you start sending it out. Have somebody ask you like, hey, why is that play on there? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I get it. You know, I was a high school athlete too. And you probably got some plays that you think was dope. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, man, you see how I cut back? Yeah, but you cut back because you missed the first read. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, so if you, if, make sure somebody checks it to make sure that you're showing your best plays, period, overall. You know what I mean? If you're a running back, don't show the play that you – that you cut back and you made a couple moves and then try to cut it because you fumbled right after that. Absolutely. Coaches know. That's why you cut the play off. They want to see you finish the play. So if you cut the play, that means something went wrong. They mm-hmm. know you're not going to cut it off because you was like, he don't need to see me run the last 30 yards. So be smart. You're not going to fool these coaches. They've been doing this a long time. So if you need somebody, if you have somebody around you to really watch a film, break it down, they can tell you, hey, man, take that off. Or you know what? Why don't you put that play first? You know, make sure you got the right highlight film before you start your marketing campaign and getting your information out there. Because like like Coach Hill just said, short attention span. And these coaches are getting thousands of highlight videos. Thousands. Thousands. So at the end of the day, they don't have time to watch three minutes and eight seconds of all these videos. They're going to watch 10, 15 seconds. 
And if they see what they like, they're gonna keep moving forward. If they don't, they on to the next one, and you'll never even know. It's you, that you never know. It's that simple. Use your huddle form as a job application or a resume, yes. a way to stick out and stand out. That's what you want to yeah. do. You want somebody to catch their attention. Uh, you know, just going back a little, if you're a running back, they don't want to see you cut back and, you know, shake 20 people and do 20 cuts because it's unrealistic at the next level. When you're going mm-hmm. against people that's going to play in on Sunday, you can't do that. The D tackles these days are running four sixes and four fours and four fives. Things that you get away in high school, you will not get away. And that's, they take that into account when they're watching your film. You did this, you're a great high school running back. You're not going to, they don't think you're going to be that good. And it's a prime example when you look in Vegas, we got like our top three rushers didn't get scholarships. You know what I mean? They 1,500, 2,000 yards. But if they don't think you can translate to the next level, then they're not going to recruit you. You can get up like at our school at Desert Pines, our backup running backs have been able to get scholarships. They had 300 yards versus people that rush for 2,000 yards because of the skill set they're looking for. They're looking for for a certain thing that stands out, that pops out on film and say, okay, we can work with that. Yep. And you got to think, a lot of the Pop Warner runs in high school, though, I mean, that's cool in high school, but it's not going to translate. <laughs> like yeah. he just said, everybody on the field is moving back. So all that triple cut back, back reversing field, it just, it's just not realistic. Nope. At the next level. It looks cool. It looks cool. You can watch that highlight film when you're 40, 50 years old. It's going to look dope. But when it comes to the Division One level, they know it's not realistic because all three of those linebackers all run four fours. Yeah, simple as that. <laughs> for real. So, so what I want to do too? Let's go back because we're talking about you know the Twitter. We're talking about huddle. So let's go back to the to the social media uh, because here's what I see. I'll tell you what I see. I see a lot of young athletes that if you follow them on Twitter, you follow them on IG, social media, different pages. At one 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 post. You see this high-level athlete training, grinding, grind mode, beast mode, all the hashtags. I'm at phase one. I'm training. I'm wherever. I'm getting it in, abbed up. And then the very next post, they had a party. Everybody turned up. You see alcohol in the background. Or they got some music on there that's so out of control with what you're hearing that you're just thinking, like, what kind of athlete, what kind of person is this? You know, so I want you to touch on how important it is that they are presenting themselves in the best way at all times. It's, you know I, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like day in, day out, because the coaches that are recruiting you, they just don't stay low-key on it. Yeah, They're they not going to comment what party was at. They're not going to yeah. watch. As soon as they see too much, they're just going to take you off the list. You ain't going to go on the list. Oh, man, you're going to get take, right, taken right off the list. This is the thing that people got to think. When you represent some, a brand or something that's bigger than you, you got to at all times what you like. If you like someone on Twitter that's inappropriate, a, a girl half naked or somebody cussing somebody out or somebody getting robbed or a shooting or something, the, yeah, the coaches can see what videos you've liked. That's a turnoff. Coaches call me all the time. If one of my athletes do something like this kid just like this, uh, tell them to unlike this because they have to answer to their boss if they recruit you and then you get on campus and do something. You should have been able to see the signs by their social media. So people are judging you. They're basically judging a book by its cover. And your Twitter is the book, uh, is the cover of your book, basically, because that's the only way they know you. They're thousands of miles away from you. And they're looking at this Twitter. What are the type of things they're posting? What are the type of things they're liking? What are the type of things they're saying on social media? And that's a way to eliminate you or to say this kid is amazing. He's different from the other kids. The things that he's posting is 
Yeah, I mean, like, whatever you like, if it's not appropriate, say that for your personal life. That's no, you can like whatever you like, but just keep it to your personal life. You don't got to tell the whole world and say the B word, the N word a thousand times. I'm grown, man. I don't do that stuff right now because I'm representing a program, my school, and trying to move on to something bigger and better. And that's what you guys are doing with Chasing Scholarships. Make Understand what you represent at all times. It's a different world. And social media catches everything. Um. You know, we can go back and look at the Joy Bosa and the things like that. They looking at they looking at posts from 10, 10 years ago when they was in high school. And are you a racist? Are you this? Are you that? Are you a womanizer? What are you in a sense? Because you like certain things or you said certain things about people oh, or about LeBron 10 years ago. And now all of a sudden you playing with LeBron. Just watch what you post. If it's not positive, keep it to yourself. Great rule of thumb. If it ain't positive and you wouldn't want your parents to see it, keep it to yourself. Right up, right up. I love it. So, so now let's let's stay right on that on that topic. So, what kind of stuff should they be posting? You know, what would coaches want to see? I know we got different workout. Like, what's what's kind of like? What is it that coaches would want to see that will say, "Man, I, I really I like this kid even more than I thought." Grades, things you want to post some post your report card. Thirty to forty to fifty hours a weekend. You know what I mean? And another 10 chasing you. That's what coaches don't want to do. They don't want to chase out the kids. They want kids that want to be there that, you know what I mean, that are socially conscious about the things that matter to them and not being self-centered. 100%. No, I love that, man. So so where I want to transition to now is, you know, I know we have, you know, different perspectives when it comes to you got the high-level D1 athletes. Yeah. You know, you got the ones that got, they even right now, what March of their junior year, and they got 20, 30, 40 yeah. offers. You know, everybody, SC, Alabama, you name it, they got it on the list. Yeah. But what about the other 98% that might not have nothing right now? You know, what, what's some stuff that those athletes and those parents can do to, to you know, reach out or, or to put themselves in a position, even if it is the one double A's? You know, the smaller D1s, because there's some, some lower level D1s that are still looking for some talent and they haven't found it. Or maybe the D2s, the NAIAs, you know, because we always see a lot of limelight yeah. on posts from I just got out of Bama, I yeah. just got SC, I just got LSU. But what about the, the young athletes or the athletes out there that need to get the Northern Arizona? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's some stuff like what approach should they be taking? As it, as it all unfolds in a recruitment game. So most of those schools, just let me give you their perspective. They want kids that's going to come to their, attend their camps. If you are under-recruited and you feel that you're not being given the shot or a fair evaluation, go to the campus. Go meet people in person because a lot of times with us being in Nevada, if you want a Texas Southern or a Rice University or a Weber State, you know, they want to show that you're interested. Show me you're interested by coming in. I ain't giving you nothing. No, if I, I want you to come on campus, use your own money. And now if we like you, then we'll fly you out on an official visit. You know, a lot of schools, even the big schools, like come out to us first and let us know that you're invested and be a, show some commitment, invest in us by coming, taking a chance, especially if you know that you can play football, you got the size and you pass the eye test. The number one thing is being able to pass the eye test. You pass the eye test will allow a coach to go in there and put your film on. But the biggest thing that I've learned in this business is get on campus. You know, if you, when I went to Minnesota, you would be amazed on how many coaches hit me up after that. Come here, come here, come here, because they see your dedication. Come, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that is one of the biggest things I can stress. 
get on these coaches' campus, go to their camps. A lot of people, Ray Lewis, a lot of these people went to the schools that they wanted to attend and went to the camps and showed out. That's what you got to do. Go stand out. Don't be scared of to, to work and have pride or ego issues and say, oh, man, I'm not I'm not going to work out at this camp. Man, keep destroying it. Every single camp you step foot on, you go to the rivals, the Nike, the Under Armour, everything you go torch. And the other side of that is if you're not getting the results that you want, work harder. You got all these gyms around here. Get in somebody's gym. Get on one of these turfs and get better. Look at the people that's already done it. Get the information. That's what I did. I wasn't the highly recruited person. What did I do? I came and I trained with you. I came and he could have told me to run 30 minutes without stopping. He told me crazy stuff to do and I did it and it paid off because I I, I needed an extra time to develop and he allowed me with his training to develop. And so I didn't take it personal. I went the harder route, but my work ethic allowed me to do that. So that's what you got to be comfortable with saying like everybody journey, everybody path is totally different. Get on these coaches campus, work hard, have grades, give yourself a chance by having good grades, have the best possible grades that you possible. Don't think, oh, it starts your junior, it starts when you're a freshman. Get the absolute best grade you possibly can because that may give you the advantage over a kid. If y'all both evenly, you know what? We can give some academic money and we can give some sports money. Just do anything that's going to put you in a better position. I've done that with many of my kids. Hey, okay, we don't got any scholarships left, but we can give them an academic scholarship. We're going to figure out a way to get you somewhere for free. That's what the number one goal is. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. So that was actually the last question. So what I want to do now, let's just recap real quick. You know, just go through each one, just kind of touch it. Just summarize it, man, and then uh, we let people get back to doing what they're doing. Absolutely. But, man, if y'all haven't received any value out of this, you must you must be asleep. I don't know where you're at. Yeah. Because just in the last few minutes, we've sent, gave you enough tools to literally wake up tomorrow with a mission, a plan, strategy to get more exposure and help you get to the next level. So if we go back to the first one was emailing the coaches, and also the DMs and making sure you communicate with these coaches through Twitter. So that that's that's your first one on communication. Yes, absolutely. Got it, got it. So then we came back. I don't know what the order, but I'm going to just read it off my list. Uh, we also came back and we talked about your huddle film. I thought that was very, very important that that you make sure that film is tight. Thank don't you. just guess, man. Don't have no trash film sitting up there. Don't have a film that right when, you, when it pops up, you see that it's nine minutes long. Every yeah. coach in the world knows you don't have no damn nine minutes of highlights. No. And they're not going to watch it, even if it is nine minutes. They're not going to watch it regardless. Narrow even if it's good. Narrow it down. You <laughs> could have nine minutes of the best plays in the world and they're not going to watch it. Yeah, so. <laughs> so just, you know, work through that. Um, so I think that was big. The next one was basically cleaning up and very, being very conscious of what you're doing on social media. If you got any questions, any question about something that you posting, don't post it. If you got a question, if you're not certain of how people are going to receive it, don't post it. Like I said, I'm grown right now, and I think about that right now. I think about, if I post this song, what are my peers, what are my coworkers, what would my principal, what would my mom think about if I post this right now? And I don't like certain things. I'm not liking anything that people was like, man, well, you like the girl getting slapped or, nah, I'm not liking nothing like that. So think about all them little details because them coaches are looking at everything, things that you can't even fathom. That's what they're doing. So be overly cautious. Facts, facts. So and then the next part that spins right off of that is making sure you're smart with what you are posting. Yes. You know, post the grades, post post your workouts, post 
you know, even your nutrition, you know, post the show that you are a committed athlete. Yep. Show them that you already have a Division One mindset even while you're in high school. Show them that you're getting up early, getting your workout in. Show them that even right now, while we all on quarantine and all the stuff going on in our world, show them that even right now, you still killing your push-ups, your sit-ups, you still hitting the park on your own. Even if the phase ones are closed, you still putting in work. Show it to them. Show it's, them. It's a great time. Everybody watching. Show it to them. So I think that was no cool. days off. There you go. They don't want no excuses. All the coaches right now, I think uh, some of the univ- I think in Arizona right now, they got their kids working out and videoing it. They're videoing it and sending it in and showing their accountability. Yeah, sure. That's what Arizona's doing right now. So they, it, there's no excuses at the next level. You're either going to get it done or they're going to find somebody else who can get it done. Period. Right up. Right up. Then we talked about those athletes out there that, that may not be your high-level Division One athletes, some strategy, some game plan of what you can do if you are that uh, 1AA, D2. And there's nothing wrong with that. Trust me. It's some fun. It's some good football being played. Or good sports being played at that one double D two NAIA. I mean, having a blast, you're getting the college experience, yes. you're still traveling, it's still some football. So don't feel like that's a loss. Your goal is to get to the next level, play at the college level, and, and have that be a part of your journey, a part of your life. And I'm telling you, a lot comes out of it. And don't sleep that it's not players in the NFL that came from uh-huh. those divisions. Yeah. Not sleep. Go to those NFL rosters and look at all those colleges. It's gonna be some on there, you don't even know where that college is. Trust me. But you got to be able to put in the work. Control the things that you can control. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I said, invest, go travel, go go to these colleges. There's so many other colleges on the East Coast and the Midwest. All you got to do is take a trip with your family and say, hey, you know what? Let's go hit six or seven coaches, our schools on that campus. And that right there will just pique a lot of coaches. And just like we just started a new relationship with uh, North Texas. Got like 10 offers just because we stepped on campus. They're visiting now. Now they're recruiting. Vegas is one of their hubs. And now they want to recruit Vegas because we show something by investing in their program and taking a trip to North Texas. So it's a lot of different things of you just investing. If you're not where you need to be, find a way to get where you need to be. Get in the weight room. Don't take those things personal. Overwork. Just keep working. Keep working until you get the results that you need. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right up. Love it, man. So uh, I think that about wraps it up. So. Let me ask you this, man. For people out there that's watching, what's the best way to get in touch with you, man? What's your what's your social media? How can how can we find you? I know we got your live going, we got my live going. We're gonna do the podcast, but I need people to be able to reach out and, and find. My you. Twitter is dhill thirty nine. Uh, my Instagram is dhill thirty nine thirty nine. So it's uh, the number twice. So once again, my Twitter is dhill thirty nine, and my Instagram is dhill thirty nine thirty nine. So you can DM me, follow me. At me if you got any questions, inbox me, uh, write me on Twitter, and I'll answer any question that you know. What I mean, a lot of kids hit me up all the time and hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I'll give you the answer. Number one thing is work hard and control the things that you can control. Right. There you go. So, y'all know it, man. Make sure y'all follow them. If you're not following me yet, it's Journey of H2O, just like water. So, Journey of H2O on Twitter, you got I am phase one. And I mean, if, if you're part of Phase One family or you're familiar with Phase One sports, you know that's where you can find me. So we keep it real simple, man. That's what we've been doing for a long time, and we got a lot more coming to you. So uh, I want to thank D Hill for stopping through. Uh, you know, while everybody quarantined up, man, we still wanted to come in and actually just give y'all more value, man. It's it's us in the whole building. We got twenty thousand square feet with just me and him. Yeah, been a little awkward. So, yeah. So, but we just know how important this is. And we always want to add value to everybody that's in our circle, man. So thank y'all for tuning in. 
Hey, thank you for stopping. All love. Through. Thanks, big bro. Hey, I appreciate you. Hey, we're gonna keep it going, man. This will be the first of many. So if y'all got any questions, comments, or if you want more, reach out, let us know. And it's easy, man. We'll jump right back on. You shoot us the topics, the questions, we'll shoot y'all the answers, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you on the next one. Deuce. I'm addicted to the work. Lifting till it hurt, chest sticking to my shirt. I heard sky's the limit when Biggie spit his verse. So to test it, I went and put some inches on my vert. I'm a beast. I'm a beast. Iron Mike when it's fight or flight. Going for it, I could die tonight. You need my advice, then subscribe to the podcast. Plenty time left. All I need is you to listen with a winner's mindset. Yeah. Mindset.